Hello, and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and look at Netflix original films in the order of release. Today we have Netflix's 75th film. It's the 2017 drama Roxanne Roxanne. It's directed by Michael Larnell, and it stars Shante Adams, Mahershala Ali, Nia Long, Elvis Nolasco, Kevin Phillips, and Chanel Edmonds. And I'm Jesse, and I'm with MJ. Hey, yo, mates. It's um, good to be back. Good to have another film that's just... Netflix is just always throwing us different films every single week. There's no there's no set brand or anything that they're going off, and um, this was something very different again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good way of putting it early on, because, yeah, I... I don't know what I was expecting with this one. No, true. I, I had yeah. absolutely no idea. I hadn't heard of it, had no expectations, and it's it. just like, all right, let's pop it on and see what we it's got. It's so true. We're at the point now where we literally just press and play. I don't even like to read the uh, like the line on no. Netflix before you go no. into it. Don't too, yeah. All right. So let's do our own little line here with our fast cool. flicks, where we do our little summary of the film. MJ, what's your fast flicks for? Roxanne, Roxanne. Roxanne, Roxanne. Uh, A teenager hustles her way through family hardships and eventual stardom as life throws everything it can at her along the way. Very nice. Very nice. I like it because it's broad. Yeah. I do like it. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting broader and broader. Is that that good or bad? I just like the broadness. It's good. So I've gone broad too. (laughs) So I've said, a kid from the streets makes it big in the rap world but but may not be able to maintain longevity. See, that's good as well. Like, And I've said to you before, I like the fast flicks to be someone pulling me up and saying, MJ, you seen Roxanne, Roxanne, what's it about? Mm. And if I'm asking someone what it's about, I, I kind of want an idea of the, the feel of the film. I don't want to be like, oh, this happens and this happens and this happens. So I, I think we're all right with our fast flicks. I love that we're on oh, air while we're sense checking. It's taking <laughs> a year for me to get it down. <laughs> <laughs> but we're there. We're uh, there. We're not there. We're always, always improving. Correct. <laughs> always learning. Life's about learning. So... Uh, this is the stage where we have a look and see if we've learnt anything about the film. Mm. What were you able to, to grasp onto? Yeah, well, so despite the film releasing on the 23rd of March 2018, this is a technically a 2017 film. It is. Um, so in, in January of 2017, Neon acquired the distribution rights for this film. Um, however, in December of that year, so basically a full year... Uh, it was revealed that Netflix had then won the, the worldwide rights to the film. So um, it was then screened at the US Dramatic Competition section of Sundance. Or not then, it was, that was prior to that. Yeah, yeah. 20, in 2017 it was at Sundance. Um, and then off the back of that, Netflix snaffled it up. Put it out a bit over a year later. Yeah, so uh, this is really this is so similar in so many ways to Imperial Dreams. Yes. So this is a film that we did uh, earlier on. Oh, last year now I think it was the 25th Netflix film from memory yeah I actually remember yeah, that because it, oh and this is the 75th yeah, how funny is oh, that oh wow so that was like a 2015 film that ended up releasing in 2017 it bounced around true yeah. and, and this is this is kind of similar that, and then they sort of got the rights and held off and tried to figure out the right release strategy for it and similarly to Imperial Dreams it had a lot of really really similar themes um, <laughs> true so it's, it's interesting it's always quite hard to pigeonhole I guess from, from an executive perspective you know what's the best route for these kinds of films? You know how do we want to how do we want to release them? Should they be at the cinema? You know should we just chuck them on streaming platforms? Should we release them at a certain time? So um, I guess Netflix is still learning how to how to use that as well. Love all that. I think that's great, and I think you, you got to start off with this too. And it's based on a true story. Yeah, it is. So it's what fits into that that Netflix category where they do those biographical sort of films. Mm. Um, 
and the, the, there's a few that we've watched now yeah. as well. Um, so I guess they're an easy watch because you've got this built-in audience already that are like, hey, I remember that um, that event. I remember that artist. Yeah. I liked them. Let's see what yep. their, their life's like. Speaking of which, so Roxanne Shantae, which is her stage name, did you know her prior to the film? No, I didn't. No, cool. didn't. no neither, no. neither did I. So the film obviously revolves around her life and, and from basically from the age of 14 to early 20s, maybe it sort of ends. Yeah, maybe not even quite oh, that yeah. old in the end. Kind of difficult to figure out the time that passes in this film, to be honest. The the actress who plays um, Roxanne Chante, like, is named, her mother named her after her. Awesome. How crazy is that? That's awesome. <laughs> Could you imagine when this role came up and, and, and Shanta Adams was just like, I have to get this role. Like, this is this is, this was made for me. I was born into this role. I was named after her. And I, I believe Shanta Adams is, um, she had a theatrical background. This is her first film, I think. Okay. So she had a theatrical background and someone saw her that liked and saw what they liked and then got the invite to audition for this film and... Obviously, the rest is history. I think the thing with this is you do need to have some sort of singing or rapping chops before you can really pull this role off. It's Unless you want them to lip sync. <laughs> Difficult thing to lip sync, though. True. Uh, rapping. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, so, the interesting, I thought this was it. It was co-produced by Forrest Whitaker and mm, Pharrell Williams. I saw that. There's some big names. And you know how the other executive producer was the actual... Roxanne Chante. Roxanne, yeah, she was involved quite a bit. Yeah. From what I can see. So, she... She was on set most days. Um, there were some days where she just couldn't come purely because reliving some of that stuff was just too, too much hard. for her. Which, yeah. when you when when you see a film like this that's uh, biographical about someone who's obviously still around and and still you know somewhat in the prime of her life, you just wonder how heavy this must be for them because they're they're really reliving this stuff and they're showing the whole world yeah. what they went through. And some of these moments are pretty tough. Oh yeah, bloody very tough. The so and they said you know during the six week shoot when she was there she you know she taught Adam's like the best way to shoplift and the best way to wrap with braces on and just these nice little little moments that I guess really add to that character absolutely I love the shoplifting idea like apparently they filmed that scene and then the real Roxanne was just like no 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 that's not how you do it that's not what I was doing <laughs> um, the director I got a quote from the director here oh yeah and he said I wanted to focus on the music at first so when he first p- picked up a story yep. and the world of Queensbridge where it's set. But after uh, you know he was told what she actually went through, he's like, I want to focus on the feelings um, and the focus to be on her rather than the music. Yeah, well, I think that certainly came out. The music Definitely. felt very secondary to me. Massively, yeah. Um, and I suppose not being familiar with any of the songs, I wasn't sure if we ever got to a point where like, oh, this is the big hit or anything like that. I just wasn't familiar. Yeah, so. I didn't know yeah, any of the music at all. One of the cool things is it it did a, did pretty well with some awards. Hmm. So it won um, it won at Sundance for breakthrough performance for for Shante Adams, which is you know which is a great one to to, to have. I was very surprised when I saw it because yeah. this is a film I'd never heard of that yeah. didn't seem to be that that big, and it's it's winning award at Sundance, and it was nominated for a bunch more as well. Four other nominations. Yeah, and another one at Sundance, uh, nominated for the Grand Jury Prize for the director Michael Larnell. Yeah. Um, also nominated in the Black Reel Awards uh, for a couple of different categories, and also the Guild of Music Supervisors Award for best music. Which again, if uh, if you're really into this and the music side of the story, probably would have been good. Would would have been nice. Did you? I had a um, Netflix percentage match for this one. 
I was thinking this as soon as you hit record, because I know we're talking about it now. I either didn't have one, yeah. or I didn't look at it. And if that's the case, I'm really sorry, but I don't, I don't remember. No, it's every now and then you don't. Yeah, go I know you don't. You yeah. don't go Maybe I, I didn't. I had a 77% match for this one. Okay. Which is, yeah, a, a weird sort of number. You do tend to have some lower matches. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty par, I guess, mm. for you, would you say? Yeah, I don't know. I was, more than I would. When I saw 77, I was like, oh, okay, I'm... Not sure where that's supposed to tell. Like, am I supposed to sort of like it? Or... It's a funny it's one because, like, if you think eighty and above, you're like, oh, okay, it's a pretty good match. Film, yeah. And then, like, if it's under fifty, you're like, okay, I'm not gonna like it. But when you're in that range, <laughs> yeah, like, true. Seventy-seven, like, it's a little bit more than a seventy-five, which is a B plus. Like, what, what is it? I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of a tough one as well. I don't know how that algorithm works. I think I, I told you this when we did the, the, the movie The Open House, which was a truly terrible film. <laughs> um, but I love horror films. And it gave me a really good match, and because it was a horror film. But as I said to you on that podcast, I like good horror films. <laughs> <laughs> like it should be a thing like this is a bad horror film. So if you like bad horror films, you might like it. But um, it's it, it's handy though. It is always handy. Yeah, it, it gives that little bit of extra interest to work out if they actually know enough about you. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, time to look at some consensus. Consensus. Yeah. What, what about the yeah the the public and the the critics? What have you got? Not too bad. Like it's it's sitting at a six point two out of ten on IMDb, and that's off two thousand three hundred ratings. So not a huge sample size, but you know two and a half thousand is pretty good. Yeah. And it's a three out of five on Letterbox from one thousand two hundred ratings. So I think they're pretty they're pretty good scores. Yeah, I got a Google match for this one again. Oh yeah, ninety four percent. Now, we've never looked into what constitutes a <laughs> Google rating. We, we, we've said it in about like our last it. nine episodes. So, hey, we'll look into it. Yeah, it's we'll like look saying into it. it. It's so positive. It just makes me happy to know that there's some positivity in the world. The irony being that when we did The Irishman, that was like high 80s. Of, yeah, it was one of the lower ones <laughs> yeah, we had. The one that was really high everywhere else. The Rotten Tomatoes, our favorite. Uh, 70% on 30 reviews, which, 30. Is, which is fresh. Yeah. I'm very surprised that this had yeah. 30 critical reviews. Well, I guess it played Sundance. And so uh, if it yeah, played true. Sundance, it, it'd pick up a few. Sorry, um, that's, a, that's an excellent call. The audience was at 63% on just over 200. Mm. So, yeah, it's not too far off. Yeah, they're all actually pretty similar. It seems like this is kind of like a 3 out of 5, 6 out of 10 kind of movie. Yeah. Okay. I think it's time for our early thoughts. What are you, Before we get into the characters and the scenes, what are your early thoughts on this one, MJ? Um, this film didn't work for me. Okay. Um, I, I kind of alluded to it before. The pacing felt really off. Uh, just the way they went through time, and because they did cover a few years, it was just disjointed and jerky, and it really stopped me from being able to get into it and, and follow the narrative structure mm, in the way it should be told. Sure. Um, and then that was compounded probably by the fact that I had a lot of trouble engaging with any of the characters. Uh, n- nothing pulled me in in that respect either. So when I'm sort of struggling with the narrative structure and struggling to characters. latch onto any character, I was I was kind of treading water for a little bit. Um, and then all in all, like the movie was just a bit too bleak. Um, I felt like I was missing pieces all the way throughout that might have helped me explain certain situations, and that just be, might be my uh, my experience with with this world that is just so foreign to me. I couldn't, I just couldn't pick up on anything. It, nothing was was being spoon fed to me. Not that I need to be spoon fed sometimes, yeah. but um, the whole thing never never really came together for me. Sure, you. Uh, I so I mentioned the what the director had said about you know it. 
the focus of this isn't on the music and that was one of the first things I wrote down when when I was watching this film was this is a music film but the the music plays that background sort of that role and the focus was definitely on the characters oh, yeah. and the people um I wanted more music right I wanted to hear her perform more yeah, yeah. and I, I did read that you know that that was some of the more costly scenes when you, you've got to get a crowd in with the extras and yeah. all that sort of stuff and make sure that the the sounds matching up but yeah, I still appreciated the story, but to me, like films like Eight Mile and stuff, they work because you got these songs that you, you mm. bop along to yeah, and you yeah, enjoy, yeah. and there wasn't enough of that. In that was the thing that got me, and I, I didn't even know that she was a rapper or a singer yeah. or anything. But that first scene when she's when she's a kid doing that rap contest, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you you're probably sitting there going, right, we're gonna get this a lot of gonna we're gonna get a lot of rap in this, yeah. and, and you know, I think the directors, M- Michael Larnell's completely justified in, in making that decision to, to focus on on the life because that's the story i, I can totally understand yeah. that but to, to your point yeah why not just completely flood it with with mm. music as well I, yeah i think yeah you probably missed opportunity there you're right yeah okay so this is where we talk about some characters from the film yep so i get we you've got to start with shantae we've got to start with shantae i, I say i say it so Aussie and Ocker and I kept saying Shantae, I think. So, so my apologies <laughs> to our listeners out there going, this guy. You so said it really well. Shantae. Shantae. What, what do you think of Shantae? Well, I mean, this kind of is what I was talking about before is I had so much trouble getting into this character. I found I found her to be arrogant and ungrateful mm-hmm. and she handled a lot of situations poorly. Now, that's fine. That's what a character is allowed to do. You don't, I don't have to like what they do to appreciate what they're doing. But she became too dislikable when when she started being successful. Um, And I kind of feel like they made it too obvious that she was going to end up going back to her roots and and reconnecting and realizing that this is what's most important in life. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't don't like that kind of really obvious, like the character arc's great, but you're throwing it in my face and saying this next half an hour, this is what's going to happen. I think we're going to be very similar on our thoughts on, Maybe more than one character in this because yeah, maybe there, there are, there's I've got a lot of similar feelings with what you've said and yeah it was it was they set her up as this character that can't deal with rules can't deal with anyone telling her what to do and they started off really early when she goes to school and the te- there's a new she's at a new school and the teacher's like I've got these rules in my class you got to follow these rules and then the next scene is mum's like the door locks at nine o'clock you've got to be home by nine. And then from that that setup, I just I'm similar to you. I think I would think this is the same thing. But I, mm. that transformation from her being this kid to being such a bitch so quickly, mm. just like it, it was like the click of the fingers was like this snap that she's like, okay, so as soon as I've I've got a good song, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, and yeah, I I struggled to sort of connect with that, and. Um, it's yeah. kind of cliche in that sense as well. It's the like, oh, you got famous, you forgot about everyone, you became a bad person. And just just some of the things that she did, like, you know, the, there's a kid that comes up for the autograph. Yeah. And Where did know, that come from, right? Yeah, like, and yeah. it wasn't even an autograph. It was like, he was asking her on a date in a sort of cute sort of way. I, I think he also wanted to, he was a, wanted to be a rapper, rapper and yeah. he sort of said, you know, listen to what I've got. And... Oh, and yeah, yeah, and in the street and she's like, you know, come back to me when because he sort of froze because he was so nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah, you know, come back and then, She's doing this interview once the song goes big and she's got the guy and he's like trying to put a yeah. bit of character beneath her. You know, say this is a normal person who does the laundry and I, I yeah, found yeah, her yeah. when she was doing the laundry and she has a go at him yeah, about it. You always bring story. that up. Like, yeah. well, that's, that's, that's actually it's a, a good cool, story. It's a cool, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't a, a big fan of those 
those character traits. Are I know right. what you mean. You, but I, I, look, the main part of the story w- with her as well is that she really was up against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably didn't realize this until, until later on that she really was always trying to find that father figure to lean on. Um, she wanted to go out on her own, but she was always craving that support. And there's that scene initially where she's staying at, uh, whether it's her cousin's house or it's one of her friend's house yep. and, he, and he sort of tries to make moves on her yeah. against her will. And then he sort of says, sorry, but you got to go. And she's like, no, no, you can do whatever you want to me. You can do whatever you want to me. That, that she just had that ability to, if you're going to look after me, I'll, I'll give you anything you want. And it was exactly the same with, with Cross when uh, when he ended up walking out on them at, at that lunch and then she followed him and basically was just like whatever I, yeah. I need you i need you in my life I, I just need to lean on you um it was it was you know it was it was really sad in that sense because she didn't have any paternal support really yep yeah but it, it also got me as well that because she really wanted to go out on her own she really wanted to get away from that family lifestyle that she had she had all these people and all these connections every time she walked down the street people knew her people liked her the guy that obviously that recorded her when she was yeah. doing her laundry but she kept saying how alone she was all the time and it just didn't fit together for me that everyone knew her, everyone, you know, had time for her, but mm. she was, I don't know. And I don't know if that was something that I missed or it was just no, a I, bit sloppy. Yeah, I've, I think that it's got, the, the film's got good intentions in trying to show you this character and the struggles that she has, but yeah, maybe it wasn't done in the right way. Like the, mm. the build-up wasn't enough, it was too jarring it was it really was and i think that was to do with that pacing just in Mm. general Mm. you know so i for like remember she was blowing at her birthday candles and they were 14 14, yeah i don't recall her ever like growing up between that and then the next time she said something about no the mum was like you're 16 years old and i was like when did she turn 16 like last i know she was 14 she wasn't when was she 15 yeah i feel like i feel like a week's passed Mm. in like film time I don't know. I, I, I was just so... And then the whole time, I'm like, man, this girl's 14. And then it's like, oh, you're 16. I'm like, oh, I was really confused. Yep. I've got cross next. So do I. Just because he was... He was so controlling from the start. And the thing that highlighted this me to the, like, to the, the most was when he takes her back and he like puts his fur coat on her. Mm-hmm. And then puts the fur coat on. He's literally like, you know... It's not, it's not yours. That's mine. Mm-mm. And then he's got her one, but yeah. he just wanted to make sure that she knew that coat's his. And, um, you know, he's always standing up to guys who's so possessive and oh, yeah. that I, I really hated that part of him where he's always like, you know, I only hit you because I love you. Oh, you know? but, and, and, and that's and I, uh, sadly it's hard to watch. And I totally get like, this is like, this is important to be on the screen that's, because yeah. it can connect with so many people. And, and it's really good that she does like, um, sort of stand up against him at the end. Yeah, and we haven't done a spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Good. But, we haven't, we haven't yeah. ruined anything yet. No, either. not really. Yeah. So yeah. if you haven't seen the film, yeah. we are going to spoil it from now. Um, on. <laughs> and yeah, the same when she's in hospital and he checks her in as his daughter. Yeah. Like it's just this this controlling sort of stuff. Did you that... think he checked her in as his daughter, or do you think the nurse assumed? It's a good question. Because I, I I saw that as the nurse assuming and. In like a wake up call, like yeah, this is this is creepy, Roxanne, like or Shante, sorry. Yeah, I I I had the like just me based on everything he'd done. Yeah. I was like he's he's done this on purpose. It's more control. It's like if she's a kid, I can check her in, I can check her out, I I oh, take control. A great of point. Um, and even at the end, you know, it's just you know he says you know you're always gonna you're never not gonna be my woman. Mm. It was just after he'd taken money off her for oh, their child. Like, yeah. Oh. 
And you know what? Everything that you said is bang on. And the, the sad thing is he's an example of something that is probably really common. Yep. And, and that's and that's what's really hard to swallow. Um, it also highlighted in in Shantae's sense that that talent can only get you so far. Like you, you need so much support. Um, People around you that have got your intentions at heart. Yeah, and your own themselves. independence as well, though, because mm. that's what she didn't have either. She was, she was like a chameleon with her. whoever she was around. She was part of them, and, and in that sense, it was cross for most of that part of it. So, I also don't understand where the hell cross came from. So he was there at the start with that shop with his yep. with his kid, yep. and I got the vibe that they didn't know each other. He was just like, hey, can you look after my no, kid? And she swindled him for cash. The next time you see him, he's like pulling up in the car being like, hey, Shantae. Like, my cell phone. I'm like, do you know each other now? Did I miss something? Do you think they knew each other at the, in that first scene? I, I didn't have any inkling that they... I thought maybe they did know each other. Okay. I was just like, this is some random dude. And then I was like, oh, it's Mahershala. I just thought it was like all these people in this area know each other somehow. Or yeah, another, okay. And they all bounced off each other that, you know... Guys riding by on their bikes and in the shop, you know, the guy in the shop. Sure. Like it was just this little community. Because it just came from this guy who seemed like he came out of nowhere to... She's like, oh, yeah, this is the guy I'm going to use as my protector sort yeah. of thing. Like, I was like, oh. Yeah. The whole thing was weird. <laughs> who have you got next? Um, I've actually got Renita next, only because I just want to touch on her briefly. Sure. Um, so, Renita was her best friend. Best friend, yeah. And I just thought she was that a great beacon of support. She was there for Shantae no matter what, to the point where Shantae didn't recognize how important she was. Pretty simple. Stereotypical friend that you let down. and Exactly yeah. right. And there was it was even that blatant scene where she was going off on a tour, which <laughs> yeah. to me it was just felt out of the blue. Yeah. But, and all, Renita, who had been there all along, was just like, oh, hey, girl, like, where'd you come from? It's like, hang on, didn't you hang out with her yesterday? Mm. And then it, there, was that, there was that line that was something like, you know, I'm going to come back. Yeah. As if, and she's like, oh, no, you're not. Or like, as if like you're gone mentally as mm. opposed to, you know, actually physically being here. So, and I just like the fact that she stood by her through everything, even when at the very start, when um, that bloke stole her money. And then even at the end, she was there again. So, yep. like, just good friend. Good friend. I wanted to talk about Peggy. Yep. Mum. Because they set her up really nicely as this caring person who, and they make this big deal about her. She's always thinking about everyone else, mm-hmm. been saving. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll do anything for my kids, anything for my babies. I really disliked her full turn to alcoholism in about two seconds. You've so, taken the words out of it my It was mouth. like this quick turn that you had a bad experience. A guy's taken everything you've got. And then it's like, she has one drink and now she's a full in alcohol. I, alcoholic. I couldn't agree more. Um, it was, they showed her as someone who had this drive and this work ethic mm. to save 20 grand yeah. in that time. That's a ton of money. And then just, she just gave up. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't work for me no. either. I was like, this is this lovely lady. and You need to see that decline. Exactly you need to see right. a couple more things go wrong for her to fall as deep and dark as they showed her. Absolutely. Being. And again, that's just that pacing. They just they just didn't tell that story in a, in a nice fashion for it to flow and... Yeah, that character just never worked. And you know what? Second, secondly, on that is her ability to turn back that that when Shantae's in the hospital, and which which actually was quite a nice scene. But and she sort of says like, you know, I never had a I never had a mother. You you had a drink that day, and that was it. And and then she just sort of flicked a switch again and was okay. It's like you knew that this was an issue, right? You knew you were doing this. You didn't take one line from your daughter to say, and everything's clear. They tried to. 
lead into that. They sh- there was like a scene before that where she was tipping the booze down the sink. Yeah. And they, so I'm not saying yeah, I yeah. thought it was good or anything, but they, they attempted to tr- okay. try and make it more than, but yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, no, right. Blatantly in your face, it's like, oh, it's okay. oh I'm going yeah, to switch right back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was nice. And you know what? If you've got this emotional investment in the film, that scene would have been really important. Yeah. Um, and look, I love a happy ending. Like, you know, as happy as it can get, at least this wasn't as bleak as the rest of the film was. Yeah. So it was nice to have it there. But this, this character never worked for me. Hmm. Have you got any other characters? I don't. I don't either. Good. No. So the director, mm-hmm. Michael Linnell. Yep. Second feature. Second feature. The first one was called Cronies. 2015 comedy. Yeah. And I, 6.4 on IMDb. Pretty At decent. 89 ratings. So that's okay. his family and family. <laughs> nah, but no. Apparently, it's a it, it's it's meant to be quite good. Apparently, there's a bit of critical acclaim. I read I read a thing somewhere saying Michael Arnell, who directed the popular cronies or the critically successful yeah. cronies. Um, so yeah, but I wasn't familiar with any of his work. He'd done a few shorts sure. prior to that yeah. feature, but um, interesting. But obviously, got a got a got a nod at Sundance. So yeah, um, yeah, good good. What did you think of the cast? He wrote it as well. Oh, to his yeah. credit, okay, yeah. good. What did you think of the cast? Um, I I thought some of the acting was pretty pretty poor. I thought some of it was pretty wooden. I, uh, some of the chemistry wasn't really there. It wasn't terrible. Um, but I, I, I must admit I was surprised when Shantae Adams won that award at Sundance. But I, I guess the, the way that she... Put herself into it. Completely yeah. owned that role, I yeah. get. But um, I wasn't 100% sold on um, Herschel Ali. No? No. Um... I think he played the role well. Yep. But there was something that was just off about it for me. And I don't know whether it was because maybe he's out of that whole cast, he's the only one that I sort of knew. Mm. And maybe it stood out that I was like, you aren't on this playing field with the rest of the people that are here. True. And maybe they needed someone that wasn't as well known. I'm not sure. Maybe. It, it was just. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't impact for me. No. And um, I don't like, I don't, maybe it's, and I don't like seeing him as a, yeah, that, that sort of you know what well. that could be that more could be of it. it yeah. Like he's a he's a respected guy. He's had so many really really important roles, roles. where he's the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. And, yeah, and his performance is pretty good. Yeah, I, he, like, like and obviously he sold it for me. Didn't, yeah, like, yeah. Feel yeah, like, no, I hate yeah. you. Why are you such a bad dude? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm not sure. I just yeah, that was the only thing I had there. Yeah. Yeah, some of it didn't work for me, to be honest. Um, yeah. like a, lot, a lot of it didn't work for me. But. All right, well, let's go on to some scenes. What, what scenes stood out for you in this film? Um, there's, a, there's, there's a couple. There was a scene early on when they were waiting for their father to pick them up and they all stood around the little girl when she, when she had to go to the toilet. <laughs> I liked seeing Shantae being warm and comforting. Um and just the, the the little girl's reaction was really cute after she'd finished peeing. <laughs> but I, I don't think there was any stage throughout the film where she didn't want to do stuff for her sisters, and I kind of like that. Except it, the fact that she walked out on them. See, that didn't sit well with me either. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree with you. And at the same time, she was a little bit older than them and wanted that to try and experience life or whatever she wanted herself, and she. She was sick of those, like I think I said earlier, those rules. And she couldn't deal with those rules. And I, I feel like that she would have happily taken, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's interesting because she it's didn't she... have that ethic to fight. So mm. when things got hard, she didn't want to fight. No, she wanted she to run away it. and she wanted to rely on other people to make it okay. So when things got tough at home, she really could have le- lent into that mother figure 
to those to those girls, which which she did so naturally. Mm. Um, and and they looked up to her, and and every time the sisters were together, I I, I enjoyed it. I was quite happy. Yeah. Um, and I okay. wish she had it. <laughs> we're talking about a true story here, so it's not like <laughs> I know, we, we wish, wish they had done that, but um. Yeah, I, I think she just lacked this fight, and it's probably quite quite evident the whole way through the film until the end that she, she sort of does you know grow up, grow those balls and, and fights back. Yep. What else have you got? Um, yeah, I, I sort of said I I didn't mind I didn't mind that scene at the hospital and and the message that was in it, um, even though I was aware that it wasn't as black and white as they made it out to be in that because you know. Shantae had made a lot of her own mistakes as well, and her her mum, you know, obviously knew before then that this wasn't like the turning point in her life. But it felt poignant, even though it didn't quite have the desired effect for me. But there was something there that uh, they almost got it right. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I, I liked was that when that um when that dude started beatboxing, when they, she yeah. lost their DJ, DJ. he's like, "I'll beatbox for you," and he was really good. He was. Yeah. It was really good beatboxing. <laughs> so I, I had to note that as well. Good. Okay. Ah. Uh- I've I've only, I've only got a couple. The yeah. although I didn't like the the switch from um, Peggy the mum turning from such a a lovely person into an alcoholic. I I thought the the scene with her sitting at the kitchen table with the friend when she realizes that the the blokes run off with the money. Mm-hmm. I thought the performance, the acting performance in that scene was quite quite good. She she did that really well. Just that disappointment and you felt and it, anger. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, it was bleak. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good scene. Uh, I liked all the rap performances. I wanted yeah, more. Like, I yeah. wanted more of those. They were good. Uh, the there's a scene. It's it was uh, one of the best parts of sort of the edit was there's a scene where you see her screaming. It's like she's having that um you know her, oh, her yeah. first sexual sort of experience, and yeah. then this quick cut that cuts to her screaming, giving birth, and then screaming, being dragged by cross. And I thought that was a a good little way to quickly pass the time, saying bang, bang, bang. This is what's happening. And she's still being in pain that whole time. Very good point. And one of the few times that you could really clearly follow like the, where, the, the progression. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last thing I had was at the end of the film, I, I, I liked that they showed some footage of the real life. Um, oh, Shante, yeah. And the words that, or the, the, the interview that they decided to include mm-hmm. directly connected with what they were saying in this film. And I really yeah. appreciated that. They were, like it was this interview where she was talking about the importance of family and men living up the to their responsibilities. Men, yeah. And I thought that the film did an okay job with those ideas. Those, I mean, you're talking about a woman who's a t- telling the story about herself and b an executive executive producer, producer on the film. Yeah, you know, this is really clearly the message that yeah. she wanted people to get when watching that film. Yeah. Okay. What What wasn't that great? Um, the first fifteen minutes didn't work for me at all. Sure. Showing that family getting swindled without really understanding who they were. Like, they didn't set the family up well enough. They didn't set up that relationship with David at all and that dynamic. Yeah. I kind of saw it coming and it would have been nice if I didn't see it coming. Maybe really set up this nice loving relationship with David. I don't know. Because he seemed like he was an okay guy. He seemed like... That, that temptation was like... Yeah. Well, I think you're supposed to probably think that this was his plan and what a great opportunity to get him. But I didn't, I didn't know enough about the dynamic to really have that matter for me yep. at the time um, there's a scene at the garage where the guy gave her a car <laughs> firstly like I don't know where that came from because I thought she was still 14 at the time but um, that, 
the acting by the car salesman or whatever he was was just atrocious. There's something about southern hospitality or something. Oh, <laughs> that was honestly terrible. Um, when you talked about that transition into her having sex for the first time, having a kid, and then obviously being abused, so you've created this you've created this time loop where or time warp we've gone through maybe two years in time. So she's got a kid. You get the feeling she hasn't done any music or anything in that time. And then all of a sudden, they just wanted her at Coachella. So straight away, this guy comes, oh, they want you to perform at Coachella. I'm like, haven't you just like disappeared into the abyss? So uh, again, it didn't work for me. You kind of wish it was like, maybe she was trying to get back into rapping and he was holding her back and then this opportunity came. It's maybe where you include a little bit of the music to keep progressing the story. Well, she was listening to her music and being like, this is what I've missed out on or... Um, or so even that, like doing a little rap to her kid, holding her kid. Yeah, some, I don't know something like that. Yeah, something like that. It just it, it just came out of the blue for me, and I'm like, well, you've just skipped two years, and then you've jumped to something that doesn't fit. Like, I need more than that. And speaking of needing more, the, the very last scene, I needed a bit more there as well. It was really nice to see that by the end, everything seems to be working out really well. But I, I needed to see it happen, not just hear it happen. Not just like, oh yeah, we're moving house. I got my new record coming out. It was like, oh, we got to finish this film on a good note. There we go, done. She's done. happy to support an up and coming kid now. And yeah, give him advice. And it yeah. was all great. I'm glad. I'm glad that's how it ended. But you just told me what happened instead of showing me and making me feel it. So yeah. fair, um, all fair points. I think. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned this before. That scene where uh, Shantae is staying at Tone's place and he tries to force himself on her. Mm. I just didn't like it. Like it's like he just has some drugs and then he switches completely into a different sort of person. There was, a lot, there was a lot of like drug use in this. I don't mind the message though of her wearing skimpy clothes and guys thinking, well, if you're going to show off to me, then, you know, what am I expected to do? Cause that's a, that's a, that's a thing that happens a lot and it's an entitlement that, that bad people think that they can do. And you no, know, if girls want to dress where they want to dress, let them dress that way. And I thought she, I get like, it, the though, character yeah. made a really good point. Like she was literally like, you know, these are the pajamas I've worn the whole time I've been here. So now you've done some drugs and you feel yeah, yeah. I Yeah, I didn't like that scene. And there's a scene where um, Shantae goes home and she gets her hair cut. Oh, yeah. I, it was just a too obvious this symbol of change. And I just, <laughs> I just couldn't deal with it. Well, she said it. She's like, yeah, that oh, ponytail is so-and-so. And yeah, this is like, it was just too obvious. <laughs> too obvious. That's all I had there. All right. What's the film trying to say? What are some themes, some ideas, some messages? It was trying to say quite a bit. Yeah, and this is where the film shines a little bit. Mm. And this is where you need to take your hat off to... Um, it's a really brave take to go out and make a film like this. Well, you know from an entertainment level, people aren't going to sit there and go, well, this movie makes me feel great. No. It, it's, it's a hard watch. And and you got to take your hat off for them having the balls to, to do this. So th- there's an idea of... Trying to break free from the shackles of poverty, but then not realizing the challenges that come with success. So you do all the hard work to get there, and you're like, "Hang on, this is just as difficult." And and yeah. life life is tough that way, especially if you're coming with that sort of background and that kind of baggage. Yeah, it's that that old sort of you know that rags to riches, but overcoming these odds, like they they have that house and it's taken away from them, and at the same time, you've got this exploitative music industry that's just continually mm. taking from her. Yeah. She wants, that's what she wants to do. She wants to succeed in that, but yep. it's taking away from her. So she doesn't have that opportunity to fully get 
that rich and that riches and look and half the reason why she she doesn't succeed in that in that sense is because she gets arrogant she pushes those people away from her and and that's that's a key message as well is that don't push people away that are always there for you because they're bloody hard to find and 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 once you get famous the mooches are going to be there as much as as much as possible and you need to be able to navigate your way through that world yeah the the sisterhood too, but this sort of, like we you spoke about this. Your favorite sort of scenes were mm. when the sisters were together, and yep. I thought they did a, a good job of showing that close bond they had. And they also did it through that sparky rapper that she was on tour with. Like yeah. she was happy to, you know, they ripped her off, taken her money, that was good and be. she was like, "I'm happy to give you my bit of my cash too, because we're sisters. You know, we're, we're there for each other." Yeah, the feeling that the real Roxanne is obviously close to her or credits her for something. It's like we got to put something with her in there, doing something good. That's, something good, that's yeah. how I felt. It was nice. Yeah. You, you spoke about this too, like the growing up part where she was probably searching for this father-like figure, mm. um, wanted to, you know, she was pretty innocent and they made this deal of yeah, her sucking her thumb the yeah, whole time, yeah, which true. which was quite in your face. But, um, you know, and they they also did it through the mum as well. She was constantly saying, like giving her these verbal sprays about, yeah. you know, you just want to grow up, you just want to grow up. You're not, you can't grow up. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah, it wasn't subtle. No. Look, and there's a whole lot touching on alcoholism and and abuse, and, yep. um, and and I said it's brave that you do it. It's 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 important to shine the light on this kind of stuff because I mean people people are blind to it and it impacts lives more than more than we know. Yeah, like the biggest thing I took from this is that men are shits. That's what I wrote. Men are shits. Men can be. Yeah. There's the, there's that capacity for complete insidious behaviour. Yeah. Okay. What did we take away from this film? What did you take from it? I think the one thing I take out of it is it just was too bleak for me. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I liked really was that bond with the sisters and, and she just like ripped that ideal to shreds when she walked out of them initially. I, I really didn't see that coming. And and, <laughs> and then it, it, it gave me nothing left. Like there was nothing for me. And even every time she went back, it was not the way it should have been. And so it was just a... If someone's going to... Talk to me in two years' time about this movie. I'll be like, oh, that was a dark film. Like that was, yeah, that was tough. Where are you? Uh, well, it's it's one of those it's one of those bio films that, um, sort of doesn't give you the the facts and the figures. And it was this date this year, like you mentioned, no. like yeah. So <laughs> it was a little bit different in that way, in that it wasn't sort of informing you much about her career or True. her life. And I couldn't tell you any of the songs no. that she sung. And you know, didn't. You know, obviously there was this mention about Warner Brothers wanting to her to release an album because she hadn't actually done an album and just all these little bits and pieces that were never fully explored or you weren't actually given the actual facts of her life. So I think, yeah, they they definitely did just try to give this story. So it could have been a generic story. It didn't necessarily have to be the story of her. It's a very good point because so often when I see a, a biopic, biopic, I, I like to call it biopic, but I, I feel like that's not right. It sounds like a medical thing. I know, I know. It just flows off the tongue yeah. nicely. Um <laughs> So often after I've watched one about someone who I know nothing about, I am just on Google mm. and I'm like, what was real? What wasn't real? What do I know? I want to know more about this person. And it's, it's actually interesting because recently, I know we're going to do this on the podcast in like two years, but Dolomite is my name is a similarly true story. And as soon as that movie finished, I was on there like, what's the true story with this guy? What's happening here? What's happening there? And that happens so often yeah. uh, in this. And I'm only just thinking about it now. I'm like, I didn't even look. look yeah. I, didn't, I, I looked, yep. didn't look at anything about her. Uh, IMDb. Did did you get on IMDb to look up anyone in this film at all? 
I didn't. Me either. No, I think I, I didn't think you would when you said Mahershala Ali was the only one I knew. But no, I didn't. I, I thought about it afterwards and even retrospectively I didn't. So. Yeah, same. Okay, well, have you got any questions you want to ask? The only question I had, I, I, I you answered already about how does she know Cross? <laughs> I didn't quite get it. But I think you, you touched on that nicely about everyone kind of knows everyone and, yeah. and he just kind of really weaseled his way in there. So my, I got a question that's similar to that. Like, so at the start he gave his kid. What happened to that kid? I thought that too, and I think that's almost a sign of um, probably not the only kid he's got. Yeah, he he sold his son for ten thousand dollars. Like that is, oh man. Uh, Did you find? Did you think Peggy was a good mom still, even though she had these issues and problems with people who had let her down? Was she still a good mother? Because this is a good question. Because they never like. In situations like this, they'll often show, and we saw this in Imperial Dreams, the the authorities will make an effort to take the kids away mm. from people who they think are unstable, unable to care properly for a kid. So we never had any situation where that was even implied. So do you think that she was still... Like, they all stood... Even after all that, they all still stood by her. Yeah. Good's, good's a hard word because the way mm. that, you know, she, the situation she put those girls in was pretty ordinary, but... The fact that probably four or five years pass, those girls seem like they're all right. They've always got a roof under their head. They're never really yeah. wanting food or anything no. like that. There's obviously that. Because even though she was like she was drunk a lot of times, she was still making them food. She was never really abusive to them. She wasn't hitting them. So she was just asleep a lot. Yeah, she was a negligent mum, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not a bad point. She wasn't an atrocious mum. Hmm. Some of her behaviour was really bloody questionable. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, it bothered me. Okay. I think it's time to wrap this one up. I think it is, yeah. Put it all together. You know, I've enjoyed this discussion, though. I, it's one of those films that I could have watched, forgotten about, and then never gone anywhere into deep diving it. And I'm glad we did, because there's a bit to discuss here. Yeah, so we give our films a rating out of five, mm-hmm. and then give it an average as a team. What have you got, MJ? Unfortunately, it wasn't for me though. I mean, we talk. I enjoyed the conversation, but the film itself just really wasn't for me. Um, the director just didn't give me anything to grab onto. Uh, I just got stuck floating through the jerky narrative, dislikable characters, and so-so acting performances. So, with such a bleak tone, I just needed something more to get me through. It was it was a rough watch. Um, one and a half stars. One and a half. Very nice. Um, well, I. You know, I watched this film and I was like, okay, that was a, a film I watched. And then I put my notes together and I was like, okay, this actually had quite a fair bit in it. Yeah. And I was like considering, okay, I, I, I watched it and I had this idea in my head what I was going to give it out of five. And I put the notes together. I'm like, do I bump it up? Do I leave it? What do I do? Because I just, it was one of those films where I was like, oh, yeah. maybe I did like it more than I, than I thought I did. Yep. So That's it was okay. tough because it was, I thought it was fairly well made. Like, yes, there were issues with the story and stuff. It, it was watchable. Like it wasn't, sure. it wasn't a paradox. Um, <laughs> don't compare anything to Paradox and like I mentioned though I would have liked some more music but I think it still has some important messages that are relevant in 2020 like even though the, these events are from the 80s like men need to lift their game and I'm, I'm that, all and, for yeah, that and, I, I, I 100% agree with that and I think they did a good job with that yep. so uh, I'm I'm leaving, I'm not changing my rating, but I'm giving it a two and a half out of five. I'm, I'm okay with that. And I was actually talking to someone else about this film. Like, what did you think of it? And I was just like, I didn't like mm. it. Like, it's not my kind of film, but I get it. I, yeah. I, I like what they're trying to do, but th- there's a level of uh, visceral connection to a film that was just non-existent for me. So I, everything yeah. you're saying, I agree with. This yeah. This film has a place. Like, yeah, I was, I was 
push. I was like, do I give it a three? I'm like, no, nah, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at two and a half because there are. I did have issues with it, but I thought that the attempt and what looking back on it. It was okay. So we've just chatted for nearly 45 minutes. You're happy with two and a half? Yep, two and a half. You're not going to go any deeper than this. I wouldn't have thought so. So that gives us an average of two as a team. Good math. I hope that's right. So much easier when there's just two of (laughs) us doing this. Yeah, (laughs) so much easier. So we are on social media. We have Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are at Flix Forum. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Subscribe, download. Give us a five-star rating if you can. The, this you opened with this really early and the question I had to pop on social media oh, yeah. was have you heard of Roxanne before oh well that's that's a relevant and, one though yeah I just wanted to see what yeah whether people had heard of it I reckon that a lot of people who have seen this film probably have, probably have yeah. and anyone that listens to this probably has as well because they're probably interested in it very true very true so we're back but next still, week still answer us <laughs> give, us, give, yeah, give us give us some feedback we're back next week we are next we week's are. our bonus episode I'm oh. very excited. Oh, oh, we're there. 75. We're there. 75. Oh. oh, goodness gracious me. So, so next week we are doing our bonus show where we look at Netflix originals from 51 to 75. Um, so if there's any film in our back catalogue that you want to see before then, make sure you do so because we might, may spoil a few scenes, a few... We'll try not to. We'll try not to. We'll try not to. We, we probably were a bit negligent last time. Yeah, but last We'll time try we... not to. Um, it's such a fun episode for us to do. And we're also in that episode we'll have our... 1 to 75 ranking as well, which, I, you know what, Jesse, I've discovered in the last 12 months, I just love lists. I like <laughs> I like making lists. I like Good. ranking things. I, I think I just, my, my mind likes, likes that kind it. of uh, neatness. Good. Anyway, so I can't wait. Good. I'm looking forward to it too. So I'll Me see you too. next week. I forgot about that. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for today and thank you for listening. Yeah.